my wife. <laughs> well, stupid, are you ready? Okay, Smokey, roll him. <laughs> Isn't it that silly? Hello everyone, and welcome to That's Not Quite All Folks, a Lily Tooth Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hamill, joined by... And I'm Jordan Schmidt, and we're no strangers to love here. Um, <laughs> someone had a good, a good, of someone had a fun time at editing the intro. Um, <laughs> the reason why we're starting off with, and I don't, I'm not even afraid to say this anymore, the absolute pop classic that is Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Is that this episode is about meme culture? Um, I, we could honestly call it "meme culture killed my dog," but not other people. Not enough people are going to get it. Um, <laughs> meme culture has done a lot for the internet. Um, so much of what the internet is right now is spurned on by memes and the art of making some or trying to just get with the times. And obviously, the Looney Tunes are no stranger to this. And some of the ones that we're talking about today are very much um, <laughs> would not be as popular now if it weren't for some memes that are associated with them. So the ones we're covering today are Wabbit Twubble, <laughs> mm, The Big Snooze, and The Wabbit Who Came to Dinner. And it's kind of funny because while this is very much an episode about memes, about meme culture... In plugging all three of these in, we've inadvertently gotten ourselves into a classic Bugs and Elmer theme. Because all of these are from the early to mid-40s and are very classic-minded Warner Brothers uh, Bugs and Elmer shorts. I erroneously said last time they were all Clampets. One of them was a Freeling. But two of them have the patented Clampet Fat Elmer design, which we're going to get into. And... They all very much have the mentalities of the early um, era of Warner Brothers cartoons. In fact, Mark, you said to me before that I think that you thought that the Looney Tunes cartoons crew watched these three and were really inspired by them. Yeah, because I mean, they've always said that for the HBO Max Looney Tunes cartoons that they were inspired by you know, the 40s and Clamp and stuff. And watching these three, I, I can go, oh... Oh, absolutely. Like, there are moments in, in your cartoon and in the one I'm covering where I, where legitimately I can pinpoint a gag from a, from a 40 short to ones that we covered that came out two, three Oh my years god, ago. yeah. Yeah, there's a couple that, um, uh, pop up in Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, but again, it's very much the feel, the clampity sort of, like, fluid mentality of the animation that I think carried over to those. Um, and obviously a lot of Looney Tunes cartoons is soaked up on meme culture, considering that the guy who made Uncle Grandpa a very memed show um, yeah. is running it. So Yeah. And so, I'd also like to say um, before we begin that and not get too ahead of ourselves, but I, I legitimately I, I feel so bad because I feel we haven't watched a lot of Clampet lately. We, we just haven't. No. And I feel so bad that we've been watching all these McKimson shorts that are like you know <laughs> sexist or boring or what have you. 
while there's these Clampett shorts that are much more interesting to talk about and much more have much more to say about Looney Tunes in general. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to get us back to in the next hundred or so episodes, which is just like, I want to do more early 40s stuff. I want to do more Clampett and Avery and Tashlin. I want this because we've been very Bug-centric, we've been very Jones and Freeling-centric, and I want to, I mean, while they're great and all, I want to at least talk about the earlier guys and what made these cartoons zany before they became a well-oiled machine in the 1950s. Believe me, we're still going to do 50s and, and, and early 60s Jones stuff, but like, maybe a little bit less of it, because if the ones we're covering today are any indication, um, the early 40s are a gold mine when it comes to amazing gag mentality. So, why don't we get into the one that people want us to talk about in regards to meme culture? So, this one is Wabbit Twelve. Um, <laughs> it was released on December twentieth, nineteen forty-one. World War Two was going on. Um, on this day, the first battle of the American Volunteer Group, that are known as the Flying Tigers went on in uh, Kunming, China. Um, not a lot else on that day in terms of media, but like, yeah, you know, World War II was happening. You know, big deal. Um, this is a Bob Clampett cartoon written by Dave Monahan, one of the early Clampett writers of that time. It's funny. Like another one that we're covering in this episode, this is actually a cartoon that one unit started and another unit picked up. Or at least another director picked up so hmm. tex avery actually started work on wabbit twelve but ultimately uh bob clampett's unit was the one that finished it um the only credited animator on this is sid sutherland but virgil ross robert mckimson and rod scribner all animated portions of this as well so it's not just uh, sid sutherland as it, as it might say in the um opening credits this is yeah this is the first appearance of the Clampett Fat Elmer design. Um, this design was only around for four shorts in, in the early 1940s from here until 1942. We're doing two of them in this episode. Uh, we've joked, or at least I've joked, that he let himself go during the war. Yeah, and um, it's based off of Arthur Q. Bryan's appearance, which... Um, that must be mean. Yeah, it's mean. Like what the hell? Like like when when they started recording this episode, did did a climate come in with a picture like, hey, this is what Elmer Fudd looks like now? Which is Arthur going, oh come on, fellas, <laughs> <laughs> don't hold up a meal. You know, it's funny because it, it, it's big and fat like you. <laughs> That's not very nice. Ah, deal with it. Um. Although, uh, I, th I thought this was a very funny detail because, yes, this was only really a year or so of Elmer cartoons that he looks like this before going back in 43. Toonheads on Cartoon Network had a whole episode on this period called, and I kid you not, <laughs> The Year Elmer Got Fat. <laughs> Toonheads was great, by the uh, way. Yeah, man... If there weren't so many, like, lost or partial lost episodes, I, I would totally do an episode on them. Oh, my God. Um, it, they did a lot of really good stuff. Um, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. Um, the only other backstory I have involving this cartoon is that um, the meme that would surface from this cartoon would not surface until December 2018. And we will get to that meme when we get to it in the cartoon. But um, it's a big one. <laughs> Kill me. Um, so the credits alone on Wabbit Twelve are really cool. Because first of all, the, the Bugs Bunny Inn uh, slide is in live action footage made from a cut up carrot. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the whole opening credits are done in FUD speak, with even the credits having a speech impediment. You know, um, uh, Wabbit Quampet, uh, Sid Sutherland, you know, a, a supervising director, you know, all the different are done with the sort of speech impediment. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I love when they mess with the title card. That's yeah. always the most, it, it's creative, you know, it's like from the very beginning, there's already a joke. There's already a gag, second one of the cartoon. Yeah. Which is and a good use of time. And the whole credits are just this tracking shot that follows us from the mountains of like, you know, because this takes place in the middle of the wilderness at a, at a camping resort. So it literally just tracks us from the mountains to the highway and it segues into the cartoon, which is pretty cool. Also, it's a very cool thing where like, because I, I, I personally don't know why the, the format was always like this, but you know how like, LED cartoon the title card frame would be a different size than the short frame. You know, yeah. it was like the title card. It's like, oh, it's like a 4 by 2 or yeah. 4 by one aspect ratio. And then the short is at like 4 four by 3 or whatever that is. Right. I do like how in this one, it seems like they, they anim... Cause, because there is no title card. It goes from the title card to the short. It seems like they animated the short to fill in the frame of 4 by 3 so there isn't like yeah. a hard cut from the title card to the short beginning. Which I thought was different. It was different. It was interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's it's a really fluid kind of way of getting in here. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, as we're doing this tracking shot, we introduce Elmer and his car, which is congaing to the music as well, which is great. Which is sort of like literally, you just see the car like stop or a wheel jut out, everything. Like, dun, 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 which I think is a very fun way of starting. So yeah, the, the setup here, uh, with no pun intended, is that Elmer is setting up a campsite in the middle of the wilderness at Yellowstone National Retreat, um, which of <laughs> course builds itself with being you know peaceful and you know and, and just a, 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 and because all Elmer wants as he uh, repeats many times is west and relaxation at west, and of course because this is an Elmer Fudd cartoon, he's not going to get any of that. Um, so, you know, immediately he arrives in uh, the wilderness right on top of Bugs's rabbit hole. And there is something very in character about Bugs upon seeing that Elmer is coming, putting a camp here sign above his hole and letting Elmer come over. <laughs> Elmer hasn't exactly done anything to annoy Bugs yet. So Bugs is immediately playing the aggressor. Perhaps it is just past history that makes Bugs want to screw with him. Like, hey, I remember this guy. He's coming right to me. Oh, this will be easy. You know, so... It's interesting that it's literally just, you know. Oh, hey, I remember this guy. Wow, he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> he let himself go. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Like, 
You need exercise. I got it. I'll have you run around and do shtick. So you'll help yeah. you lose some this weight. This is the patented Bugs Bunny workout routine. You know? Yeah. Sweat off those extra 1941 pounds. You know? Um, but yeah, no. So, um, uh, you know, Elmer sets everything up and he sets up the tent and fr- uh, literally on top of Bugs' rabbit hole. And Bugs essentially just, you know, sucks the tent into the, the rabbit hole. And then and Elmer has to, like, try and pull it out and... After this gag where Bugs ties the, the tent into a knot, I love Bugs popping out and going, Welcome to Jellystone, Doc. A restful retreat. Oh, brother. Like, he knows the hell that he's about to put Elmer through. One of the great things about early Looney Tunes stuff, especially early Clampett stuff, is the detail we get. Like, we, we get a zoomed-in shot when Elmer tries to, you know, Go in and, and grab bugs and the like, and he brings his hands out and they've all been tangled and we get this detailed shot zoomed in of his completely tangled together fingers. I like the little that they go the extra mile and really give us that that detail. And so, Elmer nails down the rabbit hole and puts a, a put board in front of the rabbit hole and goes, you know, that'll hold him all right. And Bugs responds by coming out immediately. And making fun of Elmer, complete with a morph into Elmer's stature. The the morph itself is very cartoon character but it's not something that we've seen Bugs do to this point. It's just very reminiscent of Clampett's more fluid and surrealist animation mentality. And this is the bit that gained traction in um, on the internet. Uh, and this is the the you know this is Big Chungus or whatever. It's Big but, Chungus. Yeah. Um, uh, it it really is as simple as just some. I think it was as simple as just somebody watching this cartoon. Like, wow, Fat Bugs Bunny. Let's make that a meme. But um, I didn't do a hell of a lot of research into what made it because I don't want to try and understand what makes a meme. Or well, we thought that, I know. do, I do. Okay. Because there's a site called Know Your Meme, and you bet your ass that Big yeah, okay. is uh, on there. So. So someone on 4chan, of course it was on 4chan, just posted an image of of Fat Bugs. It's like, oh, hey, Bugs. Cool. Whatever. Um, The word Chungus was uh, coined by Jim Sterling. Not not that Jim Sterling. It's a different Jim Sterling. No. Who would, you know, use it for funsies, you know, to mean anything and everything. It's not limited to anything. Um, some people think it's about a butt, like a chunky butt. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it rhymes with with like humongous. Humongous. And I chungus. know that like, I know that like there was a whole internet meme a couple of years before about a guy screwing with a reporter by calling himself humongous. That was um, that she took the wrong way. That was picked up by a bunch of libertarians, and. Um, I know I roomed with one of them, and um, and so maybe it was something along those sort of lines because this is very much like a, uh, it's not it's not a thinking man's meme, this to say the least. No. So the biggest thing was someone create a meme of the bugs image stretched slightly to fit a PS4 cover. And it's like a video oh. game. It's Big Chungus on PS4, you know? 
And that's kind of the aha moment that linked the words Big Chungus to Bugs Bunny image. And uh, there you have it. It's it's crossed over through internet culture. He briefly shows up in Space Jam A New Legacy at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, Looney Tunes have acknowledged this gag. Like, They've acknowledged like. it. Um... Which, Which uh, again, I, I've always thought, you know, oh, ha, ha, the joke's on you, Internet. That's a reference to a 1940s Looney Tunes cartoon. That's actually a very tasteful reference. Yeah. And not just a dumb Internet thing. But yeah, Nimrods. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, um, <laughs> and like, 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 Big Chungus is even in that Looney Tunes World of Mayhem mobile game. Yeah. It is. Which, cool. Alright, I, I, I have no interest in playing that game because no, no, no. it's like every other type of freemium game that I'm like, nah, no thank you. But um, yeah, Big Chunk is in that too. So yeah, like you said, the Lean Tunes have embraced it. And it's, I will say, of the, of the memes we're going to cover today, that's the least bad. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. You're recontextualizing something from this cartoon but you know it's whatever it's really hurting anybody no one's doing well well, is it though because this is what i want to analyze because it contrasts itself to the fat elmer that we get in these cartoons so when how come when elmer is randomly fat it's just a character choice that's part of the story but when bugs becomes randomly fat to make fun of them it's a funny joke thing is Bugs fat shaming? Is Clampett fat shaming? Is Big Chungus? Do people even realize that Big Ch- that Big Chungus's origins come from fat shaming a character who gained weight by a stylistic choice? Yeah, it's something to think about, folks. It's really something now, to think about. Now I know the main response that people are going to have for this, which is sending me the. The, the the SpongeBob gag of the two policemen going, "Calm down, son. It's just a drawing." <laughs> just a drawing. <laughs> but like, we don't think about these things when we I mean, really reperpetrate the memes. Which is like, oh, a thing is funny. We have to think, why is thing funny? Why big chunk is? Why this? Yeah, because like, like I, I I I brought this up in our Tweet's High Flying Adventure episode where there's yes. a moment where Tweet goes to it. Big Tweet is where Tweety eats a bunch of food and Tweety is shown. To be enlarged with the food. That's. Isn't that essentially Big Chungus? Like, it's a Looney Tunes character who's gained weight. And as I'm saying this, I know this is a fetish. I know the <laughs> art of a cartoon character gaining weight is something that attracts people on the internet. I am so sorry, but that's just the facts. But, anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? You know, Bugs can do it. It's a meme. Elmer does it four times in separate cartoons. Everyone's like, oh, that's weird. Elmer was fat for a little bit there. It's, it, it's very strange. It's very odd. It, it very much is, is the equivalent of the, um, the, and I can't believe I'm evoking this guy considering how much I don't like his movies, of Ben Stiller at the end of... Um, dodgeball going eh, fatty made it funny you know it's very much like ha ha the man is fat laugh you know and 
sometimes humor isn't much more than that, but sometimes humor should be more than that. I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a big jungus because I think it's really just a more complex and meaningless kind of thing that's just like, oh, look at this, it's odd. Like I'm part of a, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of Simpsons Bork posting, and I, and to this day, you still see a lot of chunguses running around. Um, mm-hmm. But oh, um, uh, are you the one who's responsible for the? Um, was no. it Gortz? The uh, told that that, that lovable scamp who was in seasons one through ten, of The Simpsons, was such, <laughs> who had such an iconic role in the series. That no. No, I wish. Um, it's it, it's very much it's it's perpetuated not be, obviously not because it's you know just people aren't thinking about the you know the actual implications of it. It's just like haha, thing is funny, and a lot of the times on the internet there doesn't need to be anything more than that. Which yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. But what is, what is odd is that this is kind of a throwaway gag that nobody really would have thought of, and then Big Chungus happens, and now it's this whole thing. And it's only a little piece of Labatol because it. Yes, people are going back to to Labatol for this, but they're not. They're finding much more than just you know this two frames of this. Oh, believe me, I think I think well, right, right now though I think the the kids the WB Kids YouTube channel. I think they up they uploaded it. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the link because like. Even they know. So, how do you do, fellow chunguses? No, it's like um, it's just yeah. I'm get Elmer Fudd's restful retweet, classic cartoon WB, and it's it's a picture of Elmer with the tent, building out his camp with the two frames of bugs as big chunk on the left and right side of the screen. They know why you would want to watch this cartoon. You gotta rake them in somehow. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry, is it like the full? I think it is. Oh, okay, it's not the full, full cartoon. It's like half of the cartoon that they upload on there. Which, right, okay. Yeah. But, uh, Unlike another one in yeah. there, it's not like the full thing because it's not in the public domain. But, um, mm, yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's definitely been perpetrated, perpetuated. So, like, okay. Should we get into the non-Chungus uh, remains of this cartoon? Yes, because the non-Chungus remains of this cartoon are kind of awesome. <laughs> yes, okay. So, this sleeping gag is interesting. It's not the most outwardly funny, but it's very interesting. Because this is an extended gag, lasts about a minute of screen time. And it's just, it's bugs, it's just peak bugs throwing with Elmer. So, because first... Bugs paints in nighttime on Elmer's glasses as he's sleeping. Um, and it's a decent idea. One that would be replicated with horrifying implications in Looney Tunes cartoons is uh, Christmas yeah. special, which I know you were probably going to mention, Mark. Yes, I was. This it's, it's the it's literally the same gag, but taken to the next level. You know, it's like, like this one yeah. is just, oh, isn't it funny? He thinks it's nighttime. Cut to Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Ha! He's gonna freeze to death because he thinks it's the summer. <laughs> How is Clamp at the tamer one of the two? Right? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Darn, darn MTV generation. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but then Bugs tricks him next into thinking it's morning. 
by uh, complete with a rooster impression that cracked me up. There's not immediately much to it, but it's basically just a lead-in for other gags. But it's it's still amusing, and it's and it's yeah, good that the little details thrown in, like like Elmer like just taking changing out of his one-piece clothes and just already having pajamas on, or just little things. Yeah, work. little things like Elmer. Well, he has the last He just turns a flashlight on. <laughs> To yeah. get to his bed. It's so silly, but I love it. It is. Of course, this does lead to the reaching for the towel gag, which is pretty <laughs> classic. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of the most classic Bugs and Elmer gags. Bugs' fourth wall gag, where he basically, he's literally, he's leading Elmer off the cliff, and he just looks at us and goes, I do this kind of stuff to him all through the picture, which is a, cl- it's an all-timer. Also, good on Carl Stallings Orchestra adding a damn near trumpet growl when Elmer sets foot off the cliff. I, and then I also love Bugs here uh, after quote unquote, after essentially saving Elmer and, and Elmer sort of grabbing onto him after the cliff. Bugs just going, you know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was me that tricked you. Just sort of just still screwing with him playfully. <laughs> this is early Bugs, but he's just, it's still very much the Bugs we know. And it's still like, he's just so much of a smartass that it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and the speed next of Elmer going into his tent for a gun running right into a bear and literally freezing in midair when it registers what he just ran into. That's great. That is why I kind of love this era of, of Looney Tunes. And I wish we had, we'd talk about it more. Yeah, so then we get, we essentially get the real enemy, nature. As, um, yes, the bear. bear. This freaking bear. <laughs> So, the freaking okay, okay. bear. The freaking bear. Okay, so. So, okay, first of all, I, I love the. You know, Millie, he goes, like, okay, he, Elmer reads the book. I want to do. No, play did. He says it all in his voice, and it's the, the W's and everything. It's very cute. When confronted by a grizzly bear, why flat on the ground and play dead? Above all, we remain absolutely motionless. It's great, yeah. With fear. So, Elmer just lies on the ground. The bear sniffs him, goes, P.U. And I just walks off. Which I love that. That's a very clampet personification. And the rest of it is just Bugs screwing with him because his eyes are so closed. <laughs> he's still playing dead. And so Bugs is just growling at he's, him. He's kissing him and then going back to growling to confuse him further. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining just Elmer going, ah, oh, ah, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Feeling holy. <laughs> oh, God, I'm scared again. <laughs> so goofy. And again, Bugs is just. Bugs just like, you know, rawr, rawr. funny situation, ain't it? Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> and then, once again, the timing. Elmer realizes it's Bugs, gets his gun. Bugs sees the bear and gets out of there. Elmer hits the bear with the gun. All in seconds. And it's so great. Just, just Elmer. He lifts the, the, the gun from the bear, looks at the gun, looks at the bear, 
places the beat-up gun by the bear's head again, and then just runs. Just oh that, that little God. bit of comprehension. That really, that really fits. So good. Oh, my God. And the bear chasing Elmer behind the trees set to William Tell is probably what made oh. this a merry melody rather than just a simple Looney Tunes because the rest of this is very music intensive. And yes. while it isn't exactly a song cartoon, it's very reliant on music as a lot of early 40s ones would be more than others. <laughs> so it, it's also so damn silly. Like, as as are the shots of Elmer and the bear looking behind the tree for each other and just it's so silly. <laughs> and Elmer's hat for one shot, Elmer's hat is on the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So much it done is done with the pacing and timing in this that it feels very much like a musical piece sometimes. I mean that as a compliment. So uh, so after they have this tree bit, they do some more chasing. Elmer is running ahead. The bear's running behind him. And then, I don't know, I think they go behind a tree or something. And all of a sudden, yeah. the bear is on top of Elmer. Yeah. That's and this is something, I swear, I, I didn't notice this until this watch. The bear is so happy. He's <laughs> yes. so has a smile on his face. He's enjoying this piggyback ride that Elmer is giving, and it's just doesn't say so... much dialogue. But man, that's a happy bear. <laughs> oh He's my enjoying God. this. That's just yeah. fantastic. So that, that, that Elmer's had it. He he clears out his 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 camping supplies, takes all this stuff, even takes the tree at the campsite, <laughs> then puts it puts the tree back and shrugs. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> And then, and then this is like part one of the ending where Elmer is just like like a lot of early Elmer cartoons. Elmer just has a tantrum and destroys things, like destroys the restful retreat sign, only for us to pull out and reveal that Bugs got a park ranger. <laughs> He's got a park ranger, and it's just the most just Bugs chopping on a carrot next to a, a, the, the the ranger. And it, it's just perfect. so good. It's just so so damn good. good. And I love Elmer's reaction to just looking up and immediately trying to save face. Hello. <laughs> and then the actual ending, where Elmer is in prison, once again trying to get some Weston Wee But both Bugs and the bear <laughs> are in there. And the bear is in there with him. <laughs> what was the bear imprisoned for? You know what, if I had to guess, I think it was a setup by Yogi. I was gonna say tax evasion, but you're probably right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Yogi set it up so that the bear did tax evasion. There we go. He both went. You know, because he he ate the IRS guy, and then they're like, "No, we we can't have that. You can't eat the IRS guy." And so they put him in prison. He, he <laughs> and Madoff were were chums. Oh. Um, I would honestly call this one the quintessential Clampett Bugs and Elmer cartoon. Maybe not the best. I honestly wish Bugs was in more of it, especially the ending where it becomes more the bear against Elmer. But the timing, the pacing, the variety of gags, the ending is all fantastic. Um, even if, if Chungus is like just a small part of this, it's just, it flows so well. It's just the speed is so good. And there is so much to love here. I... 
I'm not giving it the full marks because of like some um, like some like the some gags that weren't as outwardly funny as others, and some little things I would have done differently. But I think this one's incredible. Yeah, this this short this short's great. Um, yeah, nonstop last the entire time. Um, a, a lot, a lot like wild hair. Because that's all about this time is that you know they could do the conventional, you know, hunting or camping storylines just play with it so it's just they do everything with this okay elmer's going yeah. camping what would happen well bubbles probably wouldn't mess with him he probably wouldn't do x y and z and this and that thing and, and then they're gonna run into a bear because bears are funny and <laughs> just, they are yes except when tex avery has a day exactly bears yeah except for that um and, and what, what i especially loved is that its greatness goes beyond the meme it's not like, and this is not the case for this episode, but I know it's not like, you know, it, it, uh, uh, have you uh, have you ever had this where you're online and you see a really funny meme or like an out of context clip from a movie or something, so you go, I want to see the full thing, and then you watch that movie or you watch that show or cartoon or whatever, and you realize that it actually wasn't that funny, but this thing that was taken from it has been turned into a meme to the point where you think it's funnier than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that recently with, um, there was a movie on Hulu called, um, I think it was called Run. Yeah, it's called Run. And yeah. uh, that that scene had, there was this moment that, not like a meme, like it came viral, but it was put everywhere where it's just, you know, it's this girl in a wheelchair finding out that her mother has been giving her medicine that actually disables her leg so it kind of puts her in a way it's right, it's yeah. a it's a dollar store misery kind of in, in a way but uh, yeah, yeah okay. like i saw it was all the time on on instagram and stuff i'm like oh, this is pretty good watched it on a car ride it was okay it was fine um i think that clip the, the, the clip made it look more look better than it actually was, you know, kind of that thing. Right, and that's what they try and do in terms of, like, you know, the, the promotion and, you know, the prep for a movie. If they try and do to find any means necessary to try and make a movie, you know, to get a movie to be watched. And sometimes they'll use the sort of the, not meme element, but the internet buzz element. And that one, yeah. I think, used that a lot. So Yeah. But the big chungus meme, the big chungus of the short, um, it's... The short's greatness goes beyond the meme. I mean, yeah. it's it's the best th- version of this you know, this meme trap, if you will. Of oh, I find this meme really funny. Where'd it come from? Oh, this cartoon from the freaking forties that that people find. But it's a great one, and it's great. You're actually rewarded, and and because yeah. that moment happened so early in the short. It kind of gives you a reason to go like, well, I might as well watch the rest of this. I'm enjoying it. And you wind up watching a pretty damn good cartoon. You know, mm-hmm. like, you will not be disappointed if, if you came from the Big Chungus meme and saw this cartoon. Like, it, it's, mm-hmm. again, that's why I say, oh, it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, they put a meme in the, in the Lean Tunes movie. No, they put a damn good reference from a damn good Looney Tunes cartoon in this movie. It's you guys who made it the meme. Yeah. So yeah, just you know, I I, I enjoyed this greatly. 
So did I. I am. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be my one froggy evening. I'm giving this a 4.5 out of 5 for little things. <laughs> and I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. Of course you are. Yeah. All right. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I was okay. due. It's okay. So, the next one is The Big Snooze. Not The oh. Big Sleep, The Big Snooze. Ah. Came out on October 5th, 1946. In regards to what happened on that day. Um, the very first Cannes Film Festival um, ended. They, they ended oh. After, yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't look what showed at the Cannes Film Festival. It was probably some French film called uh, Monsieur uh, Handles a Necktie. And it won four marks for the acting and the director Vincent Carnebleu. And uh, everyone wept openly. I made all of that up. No, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want somebody to go and Google's like, oh, hey, that's not right at oh, all. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, there actually was some pretty funny stuff here. So, there were some technical issues. A, uh... <laughs> uh let's see. A tarp... <laughs> a, a tarp cover... Blew away in a storm on the day before the winners were to be announced. So there's that. Oh. Um, Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious aired, but it was shown in reverse order, the reels. How's that for confusing? It's like, That's wow, this... not what I had in mind. And Miguel M. Delgado's The Three Musketeers was projected upside down. Oh, no. <laughs> Mailed! Oh, boy. And even worse, a bunch of cyclists crash into a mountain. Yeah, they uh, just crash right into the... Uh, Sacre bleu! Just, they crash into the screen. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, this is part of it! Oh, wait, it is not? Ah. So, this short was directed by Bob Clampett and Arthur Davis. Circumstances are a little bit shaky on that. We'll get into it. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, written by Bob Clampett. So uh, Bob Clampett wrote yes. the short. And directing was a little weird. So, <laughs> got here some uh, big snooze notes. Which... Which spells out the... the <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just so stupid. It's like, huh, the big snooze. You take the first letter of, the, of each of those words and it spells out TBS. Like the cable ah, channel, owned lovely. by Turner, Ted Turner, Cartoon Network, and Looney Tunes. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> uh, so, in this cartoon, um, Elmer tears up his contract with Warner Brothers and leaves. It just so happens this is the last <laughs> cartoon directed by Bob Clampett in production before he left WB as such. Similarly. There isn't a director credited on this cartoon. And according to uh, reports, Bob Clampett directed the nightmare sequence. So hmm. the, the middle of the short while the opening and closing was done by um, Arthur Davis. Yeah, from what I can gather, basically the... the I feel like this was one of those things where like Clampett had a, a very different idea for what this short would have been and he had a whole thing about it and then when he left he just sort of 
left Arthur Davis with it and Arthur Davis really didn't know what to do with it and didn't want to get him on the phone and say, what did you want to do? Because I think they were very different directors. And so I think there's just this dissonance throughout. And you can kind of tell. Uh-huh. It, it's not short ruining, but you can kind of tell no. that there was a little bit of a jumbling going on with this short. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, fun fact, the scene where Bugs paints Elmer's dream with Nightmare Paint was used for a tech demo called the Sega Multimedia Studio for the Sega CD. Hmm. It's used to demonstrate the system's uh, abilities of FWVs as well as other features. Okay, cool. And there's an infamous meme that comes from this short that we will discuss when we get there. Yeah. Oh, boy, howdy. It's so infamous, I missed it on my first watch of this for this. Mm. Um. <laughs> so, again, the big snooze. Lovely. Also, this is on, like, the first Golden Collection. Oh, yeah, I watched this a lot. Yeah, this is, like, on the one... It was on the first disc, first volume. That yeah. was my introduction to this short. It's... So, yeah. So. Yeah. So, we begin with... A typical Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd cartoon, you know? Yeah. Bugs and Elmer, uh, there, there's a chase going on, and there's this bit with a log where, you know, Elmer, Bugs runs to the log, he gets out, Elmer runs into the log, Bugs gets out, switches the log around, Elmer follows it, he, he's, he's into the sky, there's a sucker <laughs> joke, <laughs> and then, you know, this goes off like two more times, and... And on the third time, Elmer's hand just comes out. I love He touches this, yeah. the ground, pats it. And he just Kermit. pats it. Ah, oh. yes, the ground is here, okay. And then Bugs just turns the log again. Elmer runs out, touches the so sky. Good. And me Kermit's, oh no. It just <laughs> runs, runs back. And um, this is where he gets um, Elmer quitting. He's had it up to here with this bullshit. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And, and that's great because there's been so many Bugs and Elmer cartoons to this point. And it's supposed to reflect the fact that like, you know, because it's, it's supposed to be like, you know, a basic monotonous Bugs Bunny gag to the point where you, we would be, understand why Elmer is sick of all this. Because he's, you know, there's been so many to this point. And it's already it's already just a subversion of all of the Bugs and Elmer shorts to this point and so i think that's honestly a genius gag even for the first couple of minutes just you know what i quit yeah and there is like a line he has uh he again goes straight to the camera of course there's the widow matter of my contract with mr warner which <laughs> okay bob the intensity of how he tears it up, though, it's it's great. It's it, it, it's well edited as well. Also, I gotta love how in the forties, a time when the, of the Looney Tunes just starting to take hold. There's already two shorts whose premise is the character of the cartoons just quits the business because you got uh, Yobby in Pictures in 1940 with you know, with you know, Porky quitting and then leave. Oh, oh well, Davy forces Porky to quit to a. Uh, get his role and now there's the big snooze which yeah. Yeah, it's like elmer quitting though unlike yawian pictures um the ending of this cartoon of the big a big um of the of the big snooze uh it doesn't happen in real life 
Bob doesn't right. return to Warner Brothers as Elmer does. So uh, no, exactly no. But it it does tie into this this fixation in a lot of movies in this era on just like you know on breaking the fourth wall and being like okay well, we have this contract to do this and we and you know just and because obviously you know it's 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 the audience isn't dumb they know that like okay you know but also they can play around that with those cartoon characters have contracts or things. Like, around this time, there would be a joke in one of the the Road 2 movies with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, where basically in one of their opening songs, they're like, hey, nothing's going to happen to us. Paramount has signed, has us signed for five more years, so we'll be good. So we'll survive this one. So, yeah. For any villains we may meet, we haven't any fear. Paramount will protect us because we're signed for five more years. We certainly... Yeah, Bob Hope smiles as he says it. It's great. Um, But it's great. Um, But um, yeah, no, there's just... it's There is this mentality of like, you know, this is how it works. You know, this is... You know, contracts exist. Studio uh, loyalty exists. And I like that this is a way of sort of Cluing into that, even with cartoon characters in this one, so that that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, it's one that's evergreen. You know, the idea yeah. of studio contracts and you belong to us—that's never gone away, unfortunately, which no. uh, sucks. Um. So anyway, mm-hmm. so Bugs is shocked by this. He's like, "No, you you can't give up the business. We're we're a partnership. We're like we're like, we're like Rabbit and, and Costello." <laughs> Like very nice, like uh, or like uh, Stan and Laurel, or or, or or something. Like he messes with Laurel Hardy, Damon and Runyon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of fun things he does there because he's he's doing all this tearful begging, and he just looks at the camera, and goes, "Betty Davis is going to hate me for this," and which, <laughs> which apparently that's speaking of studio interference. Um, apparently that was a reference to at the time of. Uh, Betty Davis having, uh, I think it was it was an issue with Warner Brothers about her contract or something. Yeah. So oh, definitely. Like, uh, <laughs> Again, the, um, to just further proof that like the heads of Warner Brothers didn't give a shit about these cartoons. They're like, yeah, sure, no, say really whatever didn't. you want. It's it's it, it, it's like the Simpsons making fun of the Fox. They, they don't give a shit. Oh yeah. And the delivery that Mel has. Think of your career. And for that matter, think of my career. <laughs> That's oh, I love cartoons, man. <laughs> They're yeah. so good. Yeah, so um, it just goes. No, I, I, I'm done. I'm going to go fishing. That's why I'm, I'm just going to fish and relax. So we so we fade the. Black. So he's, he's going to retire from his career of shooting rabbits. And good pick a new career of uh, gutting fish. Uh, that that's our Elmer Fudd. Yeah, he just can't stop hurting animals. Pretty hmm. sure th- that's a sign of something, but uh... probably. By the way, did you notice here that as as Elmer settles in, um, that he says once again that West and wax West and we waxation at last. Yeah. That was in the last one. Ah, West and Wewaxation at West. Indeed, continuity. That is Elmer's whole life. It's his whole his whole journey through uh, cartoon dump is to just find some piece of relaxation. The problem is, is that the hobby he indulges himself in does not provide him that. 
it's a it's a real it's 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 a good uh, stream of consciousness sort of thing. It's like you know I want this thing, but I also can't stop doing the other thing, and the other thing gets in the way of me doing the thing I want to do. It's uh yeah, it's a real thinker. Yeah. We then get our our second our our nightmare segment of the short where you know Elmer falls asleep and. <laughs> And his dream is a log. Yeah. So then Bugs just shows up and goes, uh, My, my, what a heavenly dream. Hey, I better look into this. As he just takes out a big bottle of sleeping pills, which is um, subtitled as, Take these and doze. Yes, that's a fun one. This is around where it just becomes the Bob Clampett cartoon because the it idea does. of having he, a shared dream mm-hmm. is very Clampett. I mean, even in the animation, let's say the the first time I ever saw this, I probably didn't notice it. This this time, you can kind of see in the models and animation. Oh my god! Yeah, where Davis ends and Clampett begins. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, the model that Davis uses for Bugs and Elmer is a lot blockier and yeah. less fluid. He's, he's obviously less comfortable animating Bugs than Clampett was. Yeah. And so there's a difference, but not a palp- not a too palpable difference. It doesn't affect the cartoon, but it's like, yeah, this isn't what I'm used to. Yeah, so Bugs nods off, and we have the best use of somebody's rocking my dreamboat ever, in my opinion. Yeah. This is the best thing, because it's literally Bugs, he nods off. And he just sings somebody's rocking my dreamboat as he is on a dreamboat swimming <laughs> up to Elmer's dream. That's perfect. That's I great. still prefer the one from Gorilla My Dreams. That's but, fine. That's fine. Um, mostly because of what they did with the music in that one and the cutting. But no, this one's really good too. Someone's rocking my dreamboat. Someone's invading my dreams. We were sailing alone. Then they abruptly cut the song to go to the next scene. Oops. There's a lot of that in this. Because yeah, again, we get there's... to the point where it's 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 Davis trying to make a, a fluid through line out of what Clampett left for him and doing his best. So there's a lot of abrupt cuts and a lot of um mistakes. Yeah, there's a couple coming up. Um So but I will say I love B- Bugs's way of saying because like he's in the dream and just says, "Oh, this is such a night a great mail delivery of just." Now. I reiterate, what a heavenly dream! You know, it would be a catastrophe if perchance harm were to befall this serene scene. Just the most malicious yeah. bugs. He knows he's gonna start some shit here. Yeah. And, and I just love the animation of Bugs. Yeah, he takes out the nightmare paint and he paints chaotic colors in there. As the Raymond Scott music we'd later feature in Girl of My Dreams again comes in. I think it's even better here. Oh my um, god. Oh, it fits so much better here. The cutting the music is perfect. Yeah. And then 
right into the rabbits are coming, hooray, hooray, which is so damn silly. The rabbits are coming, hooray, hooray. 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 Millions and millions of rabbits. Where were they all coming from? For me, Doc, I'm multiplying, see? I'm multiplying. Yeah, yeah, Elmer's scared. Also, Elmer's naked. He has like a, a little like green reef around yeah, his face. Yeah, this is a dream. Of course he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> also, good grief, he's naked! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, of course, Elmer's freaking out with these like silhouettes of rabbits jumping everywhere. You have Elmer saying, my God, millions and millions of rabbits! As his mouth doesn't move. Anyway, um. Yeah. Anyway, and she's like, how is this happening? And then just bugs jump, like, it's me, Doc! I'm multiplying! <laughs> so just, Which is a very silly joke. So silly. And one of the few, like, bunnies multiplying joke that isn't perceived as dirt, he's legitimately multiplying yeah. on a calculator. Like, it, it's safe. Yeah. It's a safe game. I, I didn't even get it as a kid. I, 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 I thought that that's what that meant. I, 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 yeah, I, it was, was very literal. innocent for me as a kid. Yeah, but no, it still works. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, oh, God, help me, help me. And and Bugs just ties Elmer up. And, and, and This is where I, he puts out, pulls out a book called A Thousand One Arabian Nightmares, right? right yes, he, yeah, so there's yeah, just that's funny. A Thousand One Arabian Nightmares. I just love... Oh, no, it's too gruesome. I'll but do I'll it. do it. I did. <laughs> and this was the one error that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, because this this sequence is cool. Whereas he ties over to the railroad tracks, right? Yeah. Though I uh, I I did love Bugs' expression, like as he's holding up Elmer and going over to the rail track. He's just very happy to do this, which again, yes, that demented malicious bug energy. Love it. But yeah, you know, it, it, it the super cheap sequence, which is very is a bunch of rabbits like um coming over um. You know, crawling over Elmer almost. It's clearly Mel providing Elmer screams of agony. As maybe they couldn't get Arthur back in to do reshoots. I personally don't consider that a goof. It's probably just like, oh, you know, we need a, a pathetic voice for this. It's like, okay, well, Mel. <laughs> How come... You're very much like, oh, and this happens, and no, you can't do this. But and then I, I point out, like, oh, this is a, a mistake, and you know, you should have known. And Mark, and, and you're like, no, that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to have your standards. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> that's so. One froggy yeah. evening, four point five out of five. Yeah, so, you know, Bugs, Elmer gets thrown off by this, and eventually, um, Bugs, like, unties Elmer, or, or something, and uh, eventually, uh, Bugs just, he just dresses, um, oh, wait, I remember, he, uh, he uh, Elmer gets out of it, goes to Bugs, Elmer's he's incredibly, like, so angry, he's, he's shivering, and Elmer, and Bugs dresses him up in drag. Okay, is this when Bug said what's up, Doc, but his mouth wasn't moving? Or is that later? I think... I I, I, I forget. Because I wrote down here, Hey, his mouth wasn't moving. Negative points. <laughs> I think it was This that. is what I was just talking about. 
I know, I, I know, you're just talking, I'm like, ah, I do have here a joke that I would take off point because of an animation error. Uh, you're recorded. Don't you love that we have recorded evidence of my, of my hypocrisy? <laughs> yes, we do. It's good. I'll, I'll give that to the judges in about a couple of years. Um, no, this this drag sequence is great because it just it goes right into almost an Avery esque bit with yeah. a bunch of wolves on yeah. Hollywood and Vine, and then <laughs> other than the other than the next gag where where Elmer literally looks at the audience and goes, "If you girls ever had an experience like this, <laughs> there's no other mention of Elmer being in drag for the rest of the cartoon. He's in drag for the rest of the cartoon, just running around <laughs> in a dress, and nobody really mentions it." So. As Elmer is like, because like Elmer sees the wolves and he jumps up and it lifts the dress slightly. And um, listen, I'm. <laughs> As we've established, the. <laughs> Elmer Not just flashes the camera. Okay. Oh, I'm if you take... think that's a flashing way to fucking cartoon, Mark. L- l- listen, man. I had two takes on this. One, it was Elmer flashing the camera. Two, oh, Elmer's natural. <laughs> I'll say it again. Just you wait. Uh, lordy. Also, just <sighs> uh, just the joke of like, have any of you girls had experience like this? I love See, that. That's a joke, McKimson. Look, a, a joke aimed at women. That isn't shit. No, it's not yeah. offensive. It's funny. It's not offensive. It says two men. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I. But, uh, yeah. But, Great. yeah, so we do get this moment of, you know, just Bugs and Elmer falling on the, falling to the ground. And just yeah. Bugs not giving a shit. <laughs> he's not giving a shit. He's like, yeah, sure. No, he knows he's in a dream. He's singing to He's singing a song about falling. And the leaves on the brown come a-tumbling down. Remember. Yeah, of course, you know, Elmer's like, like, like but Mr. Rabbit, you, you have to help me. Like, and Puck's going, oh, it's all right, Doc, I'm fine. <laughs> As it turns out, that Bugs has a uh, hair tonic, so, like, it'll... It'll stop falling hairs. Oh my god, that's just... It's great. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, bottoms up, and that's where the meme is. Yep, I missed it the first time, and I had to go, hey Mark, where's the meme? And you're like, oh, it's right there. So, the no meme oriented on Tumblr. Because of course it did. And yeah, of course it did. What it was, in, in February 2015... A user posted a still image from this cartoon. They rotated 90 degrees because, you know, it looks like, you know, because it's funnier. And, yeah. okay, you know, usually with these type of memes, like, oh, like, was it a still image? Like, what was like Big Chungus, where, you know, it was just right there on screen for a good amount of time that someone could take a picture of it. No! Barely. To quote the meme, no. Because what no. it is, it's an in-between shot. Now, this is that, that animation people talk 
all the time about. In fact, uh, it's in the Boys from Termite Terrace. That entire Bugs Bunny sitting down is all about that, pretty much. Bugs Bunny sitting down. Where, you know, it's in between shots. So, an animation director will have, you know, like the first shot that he wants and the last shot. And an in-between artist has to animate the shots in between to get to the next pose. And there's just one still in-between shot that you can only see if you slow the cartoon down by, like, 50. And, and there's a video of it. There's a video of, of someone who found the meme. He just really slowed down. Yeah. And there it is. It's right there. There's the no meme. So, uh, I, I just gotta, I just gotta wonder. Is the internet just so bored sometimes that some person just slowed down a Bugs Bunny cartoon just cause and went, oh darn, that's a, that's a weird expression on his face. I think I'll, uh... Sometimes reaction, uh, photo, reaction pictures and clips can just come from any source, and that's just, a me- that's just how memes work. It's like, okay, who even cares how long it's on screen for? It's just like, okay, we're doing that. It's fine. It's it's like the you don't say meme that was in Vampire's Kiss for five seconds when Nicolas Cage made that face. Or, you know, or a, a face that Jackie Chan made confusedly in an interview becomes a meme or something. It's like, who cares the source? Who cares the relevance? Who cares the n- amount of time on screen? Funny is funny, and if people perpetuate it enough and find it and repost it, then it's just going to have its own life. Logic doesn't even live there. No. And it's it's no. so big that uh, Hot Topic sells a shirt of it. I know. Oh I God. saw it with my own eyes, and I posted it on the podcast Twitter. Just you know, oh hey, no. this shirt demonstrates the, the the answer to the question: Would you buy this shirt? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like if no, it works. If I'm going it's funny because for years I erroneously thought this came from the next one we're doing, Rabbit and Kingdom Supper, but like. It's in here, and it's in here so briefly that I had forgotten it was in here. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like if I'm going to buy a Looney Tunes shirt, I want it to be of the Looney Tunes, not some weird-ass distorted image of yeah. what could be described as Bugs Bunny. It's like, why would I do that? You know what it is? What? It's basically the Looney Tunes equivalent of the Patar turning around me. Who even cares about the amount of time that's actually on screen? It's just somebody found it, made it a meme, and now it's this whole thing. And now it's, you know, SpongeBob fans love it. Was the internet a mistake? Leave your comments and replies yes. below. Um, yes, yes it was. Uh boy. So yeah. So yeah, Elmer crashes. Yep, he crashes in, into the, uh, into back into reality. Oop, the ghost of gravity. Ghost um, gravity, oh. As uh, you know, he's like, "Oh man, oh man, I I, I go back to to doing the, the cartoons," and Elmer runs back, and Bugs is animated saying, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah, he doesn't say it. Oops. Nope. Nope. And uh, yeah, you know, he Elmer <sighs> runs through the log as um, Bugs just says, "Ooh, I love that man." <laughs> And again, because of the editing, we don't even have the full raw running. We're just sort of cut to bugs in progress. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's a weird... It's like... 
it's like they, they cut a shot too late. It's like they had a perfect end shot. Yeah. Then they cut on the next shot, and it's like kind of weird bug. It's like, oh, yeah, you could have had something good there. But no. Yeah. All right. So this is the short that kind of, the energy of this short is kind of what got me to go, oh, the Looney Tunes cartoons people probably watched this short, didn't they? Because oh, yeah. um, which it's, there's some unfiltered Looney energy from Bugs in this one. Not, not the Bugs who think of everything and figure it out from the 50s. Like, he's not cool and suave kind of situation. He's just crazy, but in a collected way. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I have to do this because I have to get him back because I can't do my job if he doesn't come back. And right, yeah. because it's a dream, it also kind of allows a bit of a clampet blank check to kind of do whatever he wants. Which, 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 yes. in, in a way, like, which is kind of akin to Porky and Wackyland, which is also a clampet card. I feel this could, That's what I this is a good double feature. Like, Porky Wackyland, Big News. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> all right. So I'm not giving this a five out of five because of some frankly big. Errors. Well, I haven't said what I think of it. Okay. Well, I, 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 there were some, there were some big errors. Though my only kind of oh, like forgiveness is that. Well, it was two directors. It was kind of a bit of a rush job in some ways because of the circumstances. Yeah. So I can't be too harsh on it. But yeah, there are some pretty yeah. big errors that should have been looked at. That's honestly where I'm coming from. Um, yeah, some of the editing issues and creator dissonance take away from the finished product. But not by much because I just love the energy of this one. I think it has so many fantastic scenes and pieces. I think it's a clamp it. As some of his most animated, again, the closest clamp it got to doing a Wacky Land style one with bugs. Uh, I love the meta feel of it with Elmer and his contract. So much work, so many gags work. It's wild. It breaks conventions. It's so good. It's sloppy, yes. It's messy, yes. But I still love it. So I'm giving this a 4 out of 5. And I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5 because I love it too much to give it less than that. That's fair. On to the last one that we have in this one. And this is, uh, you're probably wondering, because this is a meme culture episode. Hey, I don't remember anything in Wabbit Who Came to Supper that might uh, be regarded as a meme. Well, there's a minor one. Honestly, same. Like, like, this is the one that you added. This this is really you added. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh. I added it back when I thought that um, no came from that one. And then I remembered, oh. Oh, there is something in here. All right. Oh, I guess we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> so we're talking about that. This is The Wabbit Who Came to Supper. March 28th, 1942, it came out. Um, a couple people. A couple famous. A famous. Famous. <laughs> famous. Uh, I'm Sean Connery for some reason. Well, Sean Connery. No, he wasn't actually. Uh, Don. I think by that point he was 32. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, born on this day, uh, a couple of famous British people. Uh, Mike Newell, who directed Four Weddings and a Funeral, Donnie Brasco, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. A lot of pretty good movies. Uh, was born on that day. 
And Neil Kinnock, who was the leader of New Labour in the 90s and 2000s, uh, you know, Labour Party in the UK, and didn't do a very good job of it, uh, was born on that day. Um, this was a Frizz Freeling-directed cartoon. Michael Maltese wrote it. Yeah. This is another one with um, the Fat Elmer design, one of the last ones that did was able to use the Fat Elmer design before they switched it back over to the one that we know and love. Yeah. Um, because United Artists um, was delayed in um, re-upping copyright um, with a lot of early 40s Warner Brothers cartoons, uh, Wabadoo came to suppers in the public domain, guys, so you can watch it on YouTube if you want. <laughs> and that's how I watched it. I watched it on HBO Max because I wanted the, the clear uh, remastered version. But yeah. yes, this uh, this is the cartoon that would show up in that was like uh, four hundred cartoons. Yeah, this is a different type of hunting season that Bugs wanders into because usually it's like you know it's silly. There's a daffy thing going on, but this one is like you actually get the 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 tension and fear of being hunted. And you get like all these hunting dogs running around for bugs. So it's actually a very different kind of opening. I like the feel of it here. I do like that we immediately go to a, a bunch of hunting dogs barking up a tree and we cut to bugs disguising as a hunting dog. And the other dogs just sort of slowly catch on, and he goes, uh, uh, Look, fellas, I'm Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> the 40s. I love that. Also, for those who don't know, uh, Rin Tin Tin was uh, like a classic film dog of that era. Yeah. Pre Lassie. We don't have those movies. Why can't we have those now? Just, hey, yo. <laughs> You want that shit? I mean, the closest thing... <laughs> is the thing, movie about a dog? I mean, We I, have those. It's a dog's purpose three or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, like... <laughs> man, I guess the closest thing we ever got was, like, the, the Grumpy Cat, Algy Plaza movies. But those were, like, direct-to-video and shit. So, uh... Never mind. Um, Give me Lassie 2, damn it. No, no. <laughs> Benji the Hunted. <laughs> Can't, can't, can't be any weirder than the Chevy Chase one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we have Elmer, you know, using a lot of these dogs to get the rabbit. And, again, we get this plot very quickly uh, via a telegram. And it's a very good subversion for Elmer because he just got this letter from his Uncle Louie saying, Hey, you have uh, some of my fortune, but only if you're kind of wildlife, especially rabbits. And it's a great subversion, having to be kind to wildlife in order to get his uncle's money. It's a really fun way of looking at it, because you know it can't go well. Because you're asking Elmer Fudd not to do something, and this is a Bugs Bunny cartoon, so he's going to have to break eventually. So it's it's a great kind of cartoon setup. The juxtaposition here of Elmer arriving back home, and Bugs is already in his shower. <laughs> Sing. Angel in the sky. Come on out or I'll pull your head off. 
there's so many fun bits in the shower sequence. Because, um, again, he's, he's singing in the shower. And at one point, he's, he's, he gets caught on a note. So he literally goes over <laughs> to the piano, the passes Elmer, and gets the right note, gets back on key, and then goes back in. I love that. That's a very uh, Freeling-type joke. Yeah. <laughs> if it involves music, it's probably a Freeling cartoon. Yes. And then the timing, because Elmer's like, okay, he's in the shower, I need to get him out of here. The timing of Elmer going for bugs in the shower uh, again after, um, I think he's already went at bugs before, and I think it, it bugs blocked him. But he goes in again, and bugs pops out a note saying, what would Uncle Louie say while still singing? <laughs> so... Um, now we get to the bit that is at least close to a meme. And we need to address this. So, Bugs gets out of the shower. Right. Um, he adjusts his robe and, um, something white pops out for a moment. Huh? It's not his tail. We see his tail around the back of him a second later. But something happened. And one, early in my YouTube career, I remember coming across a video of this bit from Wabbit who came to supper. Slowing it down tremendously at the wardrobe malfunction Bugs has here. And really asking, did... Warner Brothers really let a dick slip through. And while this isn't as well known as some of the other ones, I, I've i never forgotten this because it's just like, oh dear, that's probably what that is. And Mark, I don't know if you caught it on your watch, but like, no, if you go back, that's, you didn't? No, I did actually. All right. It, Mark, are you going back and watching it now? I, I am actually. All right, I'm literally, okay. I'm literally at a shot where his towel is slightly above his knee. Okay, so he comes out of the towel. It's after the What Would Uncle Louie Say? Bit. After that, okay. So I'm just gonna... All right, I have it on YouTube to like the lowest. Okay, when he comes out of the shower. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yep. Oh. Okay. What do, oh. It's the Joe Theismann cracking his leg um, oh slow-mo of Looney Tunes. Oh. <laughs> Maybe his towel got like underneath him when he jumped out of the showers. When he, no, yeah. it couldn't be. Oh, damn. That would be the Frizz Freeling uh, excuse. Like, no, it was his towel. What are no, you, deaf? No, there's... <laughs> See, when he when he lowered the towel, his tail went underneath his legs. When he adjusted the towel, the, the, the tail was there, and it went back. So because that's when you put a rabbit in the shower, that's what tend to happen. Huh. Uh, uh, yeah, I've never forgotten that bit of it. Even if it's not exactly a meme per se. This was early. This was mid-2000s, I remember coming across this. And, yeah. like, I don't know if that video is still there. But, like, it's very clearly, like, yeah, that must have slipped out. Someone animated that. And keep in mind, this was animated by a man named Dick. Richard Bickenbach um, animated this. Bickenbach also was uh, responsible for the, um, the crooning voices in um, Swooner Crooner. So, 
uh, when he wasn't doing that, he was animating penises in, in Warner Brothers cartoons. But, yeah. Um, it so may not they be didn't, a meme per se. Well, what's, what's that thing they kept on saying? We didn't make it for kids. We made it for ourselves. Yeah, no, we didn't make it for kids. We wanted go. to put a giant longus on screen, so help us, we were going to do it. Huh. So if anything, this short's Wikipedia should have the phrase, and then Bugs Bunny lowered his pants and his big willy came out. Damn it, Disney Wiki, <laughs> you got the wrong short. Go over to the... Don't. Listen. Do not edit an only dude's wiki for this short that yeah, that for a brief moment Bugs' dick shows up. Like, don't come on, <laughs> folks. Be sensible. So so help me in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, if I go on Lintude's wiki for this short, I just see and then Bugs is out of the shower and his ginormous wang shows up for five something. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Everybody wang bugs tonight. <laughs> da -da -da -da. Um, so, so yeah. If it wasn't a meme already, it'll be one now. I am not tweeting that shit out because because if that shit gets the podcast Twitter banned, I'm gonna be so pissed. Well, don't do it on Maine. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I, I I work for fucking. I I I have a job with a um with an actual um. A uh, media news outlet. I don't want to lose that. No, no. Uh, if I'm going to lose that job, I'll lose it just by, you know, not writing well enough. No, no. Uh, I'll just post it on the That's Not Quite All Folks uh, dark Twitter account. It's just all the horrid stuff. <laughs> that's not quite all dokes. Uh, that's not quite all folks after dark. Yes. No, that, that, that's where... After the really uncut shit goes, you know, that, that's where more 9-11 discussion is on there. That's where. <laughs> uh, ah, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, so, the, the, right, so yeah, so the, the, the short, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I drifted off to C there for a moment there. Um, it's okay, yeah, you drifted off to D there. Um... Drift, I drifted off the tick end. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I kind of love that though a lot of this cartoon is just Bugs torturing Elmer by staying around and making him not kill him, making him squirm. And like, like there's this bit where Elmer is like, oh, I really need you to leave. And he pats Bugs on the head and Bugs overreacts and makes him feel bad and, and threatens to get Uncle Louie. <laughs> And I love this because when he he runs over to Elmer's phone, he's like, "Operator, operator!" I love this bit. But like it's like like it's a toll booth. Operator turns over to Elmer. Hey, you have a nickel? And Elmer gives Bugs a nickel. Bugs just pockets, pockets the nickel. Yeah, <laughs> just steals a nickel. Even funnier is 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 him. Operator, get me. Oh, is that you, Mert? How's every little thing? <laughs> of course he's hitting on the operator. Of course he's had a thing with her. That's great. Of course. So yeah, Elmer throws him out after this, and Bug is on the doorstep, starts faking pneumonia, which this bit would be reprised in Hair Force. I think it's a little bit better there, but this has some fun bits where Bugs yeah. is really going over the top and acting. Yeah, and I, I love, yeah. right before he goes into it, the expression on his face 
as he goes into this Demolonia bit, it's like, ah, you're gonna get it now. I'm gonna make you think you killed me. Which again, I love how that's his go-to move in the 40s. Yeah. It's just... It always works. It does. And it's always funny. Yeah. And again, he has a little line where in the middle of it, he just looks at the camera and goes, hey, this scene ought to get me the Academy Award. <laughs> Eventually. Which um, is a much better... Not gotta admit, that's a much better take than uh, what's a cooking duck. Yep. You know, uh, Bugs asking Bugs asking for an Academy Award, funnier in one line than an entire uh, six minutes short. Yes, exactly. And then uh, and once Elmer comes in and tries to to, to to save him, first of all, there's a lot of very funny looks um, from Bugs to the audience, um, <laughs> making sure that they know he's okay. But the transition of Elmer, <laughs> I love this transition. Because Elmer is, is like, oh, please don't die, Mr. Wabbit. I'm sorry, Mr. Wabbit. And we get the trend. We, we, we iris out of that. Uh, to, you know, we go, please don't die. Walk a vibe. <laughs> what have I done? We million dollars all shot to pieces. Don't die, Mr. Wabbit. <laughs> please don't die. Walk a vibe, baby, on the street top. When the wind blows your cradle Come on, that stuff, swing it Walk a bye, baby, on the sweet top When the wind blows, the cradle will walk When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall Down will come, baby No moderation <laughs> and, and this bit is, is, I think it's like the bit in I want to say Gorilla My Dreams Or one of those Where it speeds up Rockabye Baby in the background As Bugs tells Elmer to speed it up no, 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 no. Yeah, it's great. So, next we get the reveal that Uncle Louie's fortune has been completely decimated by taxes, even if Elmer gets it. <laughs> so he he ends up owing them like a dollar or so. Yeah. Which is. Uh, even in 1942. Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> it's no, like it's the not. joke in 80 something years or whatever later going yeah that checks out like <laughs> yeah that's the thing uh... so then it just becomes a full on chase cartoon throughout his house which I think is pretty cool yeah I, I love this um, this uh, vase bit with Bugs' ears oh I love it too <laughs> again just again they, they did a lot of this in the 40s just like you know ear jokes and stuff you know where like Elmer goes into one vase then two ears come out. The one ear pokes the other ear, reminding that, hey, look, there's Elmer, as they both hit I him. Love that. <laughs> that's that's nice. Like that. A little bit surreal almost. But yeah, there's a funny one here where they're chasing around and Bugs passes a, a clock that goes off and it, it turns it into a New Year's song. <laughs> and, we, and, and, and what, this is some great background work because while they're before this, when they're doing the chase, yeah, you clearly July. see a calendar that says July. So it's like yeah. it's telling the audience in advance, like, no, this takes place in July. Before we get into the joke, which just sells it very well. Yeah, I originally thought that it was just like, oh, this is when we um, were animating the cartoon in July 1941. But, which maybe, maybe they were. But, um, no, no, it's just, you know, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's very funny. And then there's more chasing. And the... 
This is the dressing room gag next, I believe. Yes. And that's just so silly. Uh, and also, I just because, okay, so this apparently is the first recorded bugs and drag moment of his career. And what I love is, so Bugs, he runs this room, he turns around, and there's a split second of him looking at everything. Yeah. Where it's, you know, think about how this is something he would do all the time after this. It's kind of like a, huh, let me try this. Yeah, I like that we get to actually look into his, um, his sort his of psyche. It, it, it's very quick, but it's just a nice little, like, why not put on women's clothing? Yeah. Take for that what you will. So, now, now, now before you told me about the Bugs's shower incident, I thought the moment of Elmer opening the door, there's Bugs dressed in like, in like women's underwear and then screaming was was the meme for some reason. I, 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 like that, I, I think I've seen more online. But It'd be funny if it was, honestly. Yeah, and it should be. Yeah, but no, also, I went with the dick slippage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah. And then Elmer just shuts the door all nervous. He's like, wait a minute. Opens the door, jumps in, door closes. We hear rumbling going on. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's one of those. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. That's how he lost all the weight. Um, <laughs> he Harvey Weinstein himself? Is that what happened? Oh, God. No, but that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like... Man, if Bugs was... <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus Christ. No. We've gotten ourselves into dark, dark territory here. No. Speaking of dark, dark territory, um, I'm more after this. There's a joke, a classic recurring uh, bit where Bugs runs down into a, a room. It's dark. Oh, he yeah. He runs out to Omar, says, don't go in there. It's dark. Boom. Locked it around yeah. to a joke in the cartoon. You're welcome. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, are there any more gags before the ending? Um, that's what I'm running up. I, I think it's just they do the chase. Bugs leaves the home. Yeah. Omer shuts the door and goes, ah, no more wabbits. I'm done with wabbits. Time for some peace and relaxation. No, he, he, he actually doesn't say that in this cartoon, which is funny. He, does, he doesn't say Western relaxation at last. No. That's odd. That was his bit. And then there's a knock on the door. <laughs> as as you realize, you know, uh, a guy is like, hey, uh, uh, Easter, it's your greetings for, uh, for, uh, for Elmer Fudd. As a big egg has Easter greetings. Well, we on. know it's July as well. Yeah, we know it's July, and then like it opens up, and a bunch of rabbits invade Elmer's home, which yeah, it's July though. Like okay, like yeah. like I know what it is. Your bugs called a delivery guy to come send this to Elmer, but you know, it, it kind of felt like uh, we needed an ending bit. So here's this. Sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like Bugs himself doesn't give Elmer the comeuppance. We don't actually see an ending from Bugs. It's just more about Elmer. So it doesn't exactly fit, but it, it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. So I like this one. 
I like how much it packs in, how it goes from Bugs needling Elmer to a full chase cartoon with gags all in a pretty regular runtime. <clears throat> I like the Uncle Louie hook. I like this is full zany Bugs. I like that there's a lot of time to do gag work at the end. Uh, I guess I just wish the ending was a little bit different. But, no, this is, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, you know, there, there's... I can, I can tell this is kind of Frizz and Maltese looking at what Clampett was doing and trying to replicate that. I mean, even down yeah. to the Fat Elmer design. Um, yeah. But you can tell it's a Frizz one. There's more musically inclined jokes. Um, like Bugs tuning himself, for instance. Um, yeah. I dug the energy in this. I don't think it was as good as the other two, but it's a good short nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Right, I'm going to be a little bit more harsher. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But, yeah, no. I mean, solid stuff. All right. Let's begrudgingly give this to the internet and see what uh, our commenters have to say. The ones who did this. It's your fault. Alright, our first comment is from a uh, friend of the podcast, a uh, collaborator of the podcast, James Irish, at jirish780. He says, The Big Snooze is one of the most clampity clampet shorts I can think of without Daffy or the Dodo. I, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very much his energy and his speed, even though it was fixed up by Art Davis. It's... I, I mean, I can see why Art Davis had so much trouble fixing it and putting it together because so much was wild and so much was out of bounds and it's hard to really contain that energy. And he says that it's such a wild trip that even if he hadn't left Termite Terrace, I can't picture him fitting into the 50s vibe of the studios. Yes. We, it's funny, we were just oh, talking yeah. about for another um, a future one. Um, this The fact that like in the 50s, it was very much like, okay, everybody straightened their ties. Like, okay, we're going to be more well-adjusted and a bit more serious. And, I, I, yeah, I can't see Bob Clampett, quote-unquote, selling out the way that a lot of the other directors did in that era. Man, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to imagine... <laughs> I'm trying to imagine, like, McKimson. He's at, he had a storyboard meeting going, uh, yeah, so then, um, you know, the, the sitcom joke from the Honey Mount Mooners that I love... Um, it says, you know, one of these days, Alice, and just Bob Clamett standing up going, Where's the energy? <laughs> Do something! Slap somebody! Oh, that's a great Come idea. On. Let's bring in the wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob. Not that one. We also have a comment from Fox and Fizza at Greedo95. Who apologizes for predicting what we would think? About I will the apologize. One episode. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's cool. You had no idea. It's okay. It's all right. He he predicts that we would that we will love the ones that we've covered this week. And I, um, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, we uh, absolutely great. did. Um, I mean, look, I'm still very critical of Art Davis's handling of. Um, uh, big snooze and just some one or two things that are the other ones but yeah by and large these ones were excellent and no real complaints about any of them yes thank you thank you everybody for your comments yes i hope you liked what we did with these shorts so uh for next week 
we are bringing back one of our um, most faithful of traditions on um, That's Not Quite All Folks, and we are just spending an episode talking about three random Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons. Why? Because we like them so much. Um, they're lots of fun, and we like just covering them every so often. And this would be the fourth one that we're doing, I believe. And Mark, uh, Mark asked me, as we did the last time, to curate this one by just picking three at random, and so that's exactly what I did. And so the three we will be covering for the next Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote um, gag analysis-a-thon will be Zipping Along, Zoom and Board, and the 90s one, Chariots of Fur. So we have one from the 50s Golden Age, another one, I believe, from the late 50s or early 60s, and one from the 90s. So we have a nice mix. And I didn't do any to Patties this time either, which is fucking great. But, um, yeah, um, that's what we have going on next week. And I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun because, again, I love covering these Wiley Coyote Roadrunner ones. They're always great, and we have fun with them. So that'll be fun. I always enjoy watching them. They're always a, a fun time. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's the end of this week's show. If you'd like to keep up with us on Twitter, you can follow me at MarkCalum1995. And you can follow me at TallGuySchmidt. If you'd like to keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow at that underscore loony or type in the podcast title. We are the first result. You can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor Stitcher, um, Amazon Music. Um, there's more. There's many more. But we're all out there. All right. So until next week, I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. And thanks to the internet, I will never get the image of Bugs Bunny's dong popping out, out of my skull. So thanks a lot for that one, internet. Goodbye now.